What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm gonna be jumping into my week two wide receiver start sits. So this is where I go through all 16 week two matchups, talk about every single fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then give them a designation of either a start or a sit. So do I trust them in my lineups this week or would I rather have these players on my bench? There are gonna be timestamps down below. So if you guys just wanna jump around to your specific players, totally cool. All I ask is that if you guys do enjoy the content, you think it's entertaining, informative, helpful, whatever you guys think, just please do me a huge favor, hit that like button and then subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a ton. Also, if you have any fantasy questions, this could be start sit, waiver wire, trade advice, whatever it is, you guys can drop those questions down below and I'll be getting back to every single person who comments. All right, enough of the intro. Let's jump into the Thursday night football matchup where we have the Chargers taking on the Chiefs. Now looking at this Chargers wide receiver core, I'm not expecting Keenan Allen to be playing in this game. He left uh, Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. This is a quick turnaround on Thursday night. I'd expect him to be back uh, heading into week three, but I'm anticipating him missing this game. So I do not have him listed here as a starter or sit. If miraculously he is fully healed and you know he's ready to go, ready to play 100% or even like 90% you know, of what he normally is, then he's a start. Mike Williams, really rough week one, especially when you're considering that Keenan Allen left pretty early on. Would have been nice to see him, you know, have a bigger impact. I'm not going to give up on Mike Williams after one game, but, you know, when you're looking at a guy like Mike Williams, who's been a specific type of player for most of his career, and then new coaching staff comes in, he's in a new role last season, he starts to ball out, you know, then you think he's going to continue that this year. When he starts off slow, it does just start to, you know, creep in the back of your mind that maybe, you know, that was a one-time outlier season. I'm not letting that, you know, take over me just yet. I still think he's startable. He's someone that I still think is going to be a decent pick for fantasy, you know, but maybe the expectations are a little bit tempered this week. And then for the sits, I'm not trying to force a guy like Joshua Palmer or DeAndre Carter into my lineup. Sure, they could go out and have decent games. They're just not players I really want to be betting on this week. On the other side with the Chiefs, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is locked into your lineup. I really like the volume he saw uh, week one on Sunday. It seems like he is going to be Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver, at least early on in the season. And then sitting guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Sky Moore. Moving over to the Sunday slate of games, we have the Dolphins taking on the Ravens. For the Dolphins, I just think you feel confident starting their top two options. Tyreek Hill looked fantastic. Love the way they got him involved. And then Jalen Waddell, obviously, is going to be a nice start. Also, for the Ravens, Devin Duvernay is the guy who had the big uh, Sunday performance, two touchdowns, you know, caught all four of his targets. I still prefer Rashad Bateman as a start and Duvernay as a sit. I kind of feel like this is like, you know, kind of just like the ceiling game for Duvernay. It's not like he had an insane target share. It's not like his route participation was insane. He just produced... Those games are going to happen. I still want Bateman in my lineup. And Duvernay is someone who's going to have to prove that he can do it again, in my opinion, before I throw him into my starting lineup. Next game, we have the Jets taking on the Browns. For the Jets, we saw a bunch of wide receivers have decent games. You know, Elijah Moore was solid. Corey Davis was decent. Garrett Wilson got involved. Heading into week two here, there's really only one wide receiver I want starting in this lineup, and that is Elijah Moore. When we're looking at, you know, the route participation, snap share, basically what we were looking at is Elijah Moore was the clear-cut number one, and then you had Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and Braxton Berrios kind of splitting opportunities as like the wide receiver two, three, four. So Elijah Moore is my guy. 
I think he's a solid start this week, sitting Corey Davis and then sitting Garrett Wilson. For the Browns, Amari Cooper was like seen to be, you know, the wide receiver one heading in uh, to the season. Really bad uh, week one performance, honestly. Just not much else to say besides he did not put up any production. I just think this is a spot where I'm not saying Amari Cooper is bad. I'm not saying he's washed. It's just, I just don't know if he's good enough at this point in his career to overcome the poor quarterback play. With Brissett there, I'm just going to be sitting him until he can kind of prove that he can consistently, I guess, overcome the situation he's in. Just unfortunate for him at this career because I think he probably goes from like, you know, borderline unstartable with Brissett if Deshaun Watson's playing. He could be a mid tier wide receiver too. Like, I really do believe that. I just think like the difference between the two quarterbacks is very extreme. I'm also going to be sitting Donovan Peoples-Jones, who actually led the team in targets. An interesting player to keep an eye on, but if I'm sitting Cooper, I also have to sit Donovan Peoples-Jones this week. Next game is between the Commanders and the Detroit Lions. Washington really saw like all three of these top wide receivers ball out, McLaurin, Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. Heading into week two, I'm going to be listing Terry as a start, and then I'm sitting Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys continue to make plays. I think they're both very talented, like Dotson as a prospect. Curtis Samuel, you know, injury riddled last season. 2021, the dude was very, very solid, or 2020, he was solid. Whatever the last, like, full season he played in, he actually put together decent numbers, averaged like 14 points per game. So interesting to, like, see how this wide receiver core plays out. But here in week two, Terry's going to be the only start there. For the Lions, you're firing up Amon Ra really picking up where he left off last season. Big, big fan of Amon Ra. And then DJ Chark had a nice game. He's someone who I think is going to be involved week to week. I just don't know if this offense is going to be good enough, especially the passing attack, to support two wide receivers. So he's going to be a sit right now. Then we move into a game between the Colts and the Jaguars. For the Colts, you're starting Michael Pittman, and then you're closing your eyes, and you're not looking at any of these other weapons. Michael Pittman is the man balled out in week one. I think he continues that here into week two. For the Jaguars, Christian Kirk was a guy that I listed as a sit heading into week one. Basically talked about how I needed to see it. I wasn't overly confident that he was going to be the clear number one on this team. And even if he was, like how effective would that be for fantasy? He went out, he proved it, went for over 100 yards receiving. I think he's a guy you can start in your lineup. It does look like he's going to be the number one on this team. You know, Trevor Lawrence was all right, I guess. They're probably going to be down in this game, probably going to have to pass a lot. So I think Christian Kirk's a solid start. And then Zay Jones and Marvin Jones are both going to be sits. Then we get into a divisional game between the Buccaneers and the Saints. Always seems like the uh, Saints are the Buccaneers kryptonite, but I do think you got to go back to the well with Mike Evans. Had a big game against the Saints last year. And, you know, some people may be surprised with this. I am rolling with Julio Jones as a start. With the news that Chris Godwin is likely going to miss a few weeks, I think Julio Jones is stepping up as the wide receiver two in this offense. If you guys were watching that Sunday night football game, Julio looked like Julio. Obviously, he's not, you know, prime Julio with the Falcons playing with Matt Ryan, but he is still a very, very good wide receiver. Him and Brady connected on that deep pass. You really can see that Brady trusts him. He likes working with Julio Jones. And now that Chris Godwin is out, I do think Julio is going to continue to be a big part of this offense. So Julio's a start there. And then sitting Russell Gage could, you know, be decent as the wide receiver three, but I just prefer both Mike and Julio Jones this week. And then on the Saints side, 
Michael Thomas is back. It's great to see two touchdowns in his return. And that was in a game where he was kind of limited throughout the week of practice. Maybe he continues to get healthier and continues to ball out. And then I'm going to be sitting Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. I know Landry had a really solid week one performance, went for over 100 yards. It was nice to see. I just don't know if he's going to be getting that kind of volume consistently, especially if Michael Thomas, you know, continues to get healthy. And then Chris Olave is eventually going to start to emerge as well. Then we have the Panthers taking on the Giants. Not exactly a stacked wide receiver matchup here. For the Panthers, DJ Moore had a down week one. I still think you got to go back to the well and start him. On the other side of it, Robbie Anderson, you know, had a big time week one. I'm going to need to see it a few more times before I buy into Robbie Anderson as a starter. On the Giants side, I'm sitting all these dudes, sitting Kadarius Toney, sitting Sterling Shepard, sitting Richie James, and then sitting Kenny Galladay. The usage or lack thereof of Kadarius Toney is just mind-blowing to me. You're looking at an offense with very little firepower besides Saquon Barkley, and you've got this dude Kadarius Toney who's just like a spark plug. When he gets the ball in his hands, he does amazing things. The dude is barely getting in there. It makes no sense to me. Hopefully, eventually, he gets more opportunities, but at this point, like you can't even consider throwing him into your lineup given you know the amount of opportunities he had, which was very, very little. Then we have the Patriots taking on the Steelers. Patriots offense, looking a little rough, to be honest with you. Mac Jones dealing with some sort of back issue. None of these wide receivers really stood out. I do think Jacoby Myers is going to be the number one, but he's going to be a sit. Same thing with Kendrick Bourne, and then same thing with Devonta Parker. For the Steelers, my guy Deontay Johnson, a start, played well, commanded a very high target share, even dealing with a shoulder injury. I think he comes back in week two, is going to be solid again. And then sit and chase Claypool and George Pickens. This is kind of off topic here, but I feel like if I could choose one team to just give them a top quarterback, it would be the Steelers. I feel like these dudes are just so exciting. Like Deontay Johnson's a stud. You've got Chase Claypool getting involved, George Pickens, Fryermuth, Najee. This team just needs a stud quarterback. Instead, you know, they've been dealing with Big Ben with a shot arm, and then now they've got Mitch Trubisky. This offense should just be so much better than it is, and it really just comes down to the quarterback and I guess the offensive line as well. But moving off of that segue, we have the Falcons taking on the Rams. For the Falcons, Drake London solid in his debut. I think he just continues to build on this. He's a start, and then sitting Olamide Zacchaeus. I guess he's going to be the number two on this team. Really, I think this is just going to be the Drake London and uh, Kyle Pitts show. I know Pitts had a slow week one, but he'll definitely get it together. And then for the Rams, you're obviously firing up Cooper Cup. You may think this is a little like reactionary, maybe overreacting here. I do have Allen Robinson listed as a sit. I will kind of defend myself in saying that I was very low on Allen Robinson heading into the season. I don't know if I saw anyone have him as low as I did. This isn't me like victory lapping the take. I think people who are victory lapping after one week, it's crazy. But it's kind of my explanation is like, if I had him already kind of low and then he really struggles week one, I may be moving him down the same amount of ranks as someone who is higher on him, but for me, it just bounces him out as being a starter, whereas other people he goes from, I mean, he was going as like potentially a back-end wide receiver two, so now maybe people are viewing him as a mid-tier wide receiver three. If heading into the season, I viewed him as a mid-tier wide receiver three, and now I'm viewing him as like a wide receiver three, four, kind of on the fringe there. That's why he's going to be a sit. I do think he can bounce back. It's just not super encouraging when he had the worst year of his career 
and then is in a new better situation and still kind of struggles. Like I said, he can turn it around, but I just kind of got to see it first with Mr. Allen Robinson. Next game is between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Seahawks passing attack. I feel like you got to feel decent about it. I mean, Geno Smith pretty surprisingly looked pretty solid out there. Obviously, Metcalf and Lockett didn't really do anything crazy on a Monday night. I still think you roll with DK Metcalf. He's just too talented of a player to be sitting, in my opinion. Tyler Lockett, also very talented. But as the number two in a questionable offense, he is going to be a sit. On the other side with the 49ers, you're obviously firing up Debo Samuel. With uh, Elijah Mitchell out, he's probably going to be even more of that hybrid wide receiver running back type. I'm going to be sitting Brandon Ayuk. If Debo Samuel really takes over as like the kind of basically the running back of this offense, like he did at the back half of last season, I think that can open up things for Brandon Ayuk. It's just there's a lot of moving parts here with Trey Lance. We've got the running back injury. I just kind of want to see Brandon Ayuk put together a few decent performances or maybe just one decent performance before I list him as a start again because, you know, after week one, obviously the conditions were bad. But I do think there are a few concerns here and there with uh, Brandon Ayuk. Not with Ayuk, but more just so the situation. The next game is between the Bengals and the Cowboys. For the Bengals, obviously Jamar Chase is locked in there. T. Higgins left with a concussion. If he's back, I think you fire him up. And then if T. Higgins is playing, I think you sit Tyler Boyd. If T. Higgins misses the game with that concussion, I think you can make an argument for Tyler Boyd, throwing him into your lineup as like a flex option. On the other side with the Cowboys, C.D. Lamb coming off of a brutal, brutal game, loses his starting quarterback, not looking good for the Cowboys, but I mean, he's still got to be locked in your lineup as a start. And then we'll see if Michael Gallup makes his return here in week two. Whether he does or he doesn't, he shouldn't be in your lineup. Even if he's coming back, he's going to be limited early on, starting slow most likely, so he's going to be a sit. Then we have the Houston Texans taking on the Broncos. For the Texans, you're just throwing Brandon Cooks into your lineup as a solid wide receiver two, wide receiver three option, kind of like that two, three fringe area, a safe play. And then for the Broncos, I think, you know, we saw decent things out of both Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I think as the season progresses, this Broncos offense is going to get more and more in sync. I think both of these players are solid options in your lineup. Next game is between the Cardinals and the Raiders. For the Cardinals, offense got off to a slow start to the season against the Chiefs. They really didn't look great. I still think you throw Marquise Brown in there as a start and then sit in A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, and then Greg Dortch, who actually led the team in receiving yards and heading into that game. I had never heard of Mr. Greg Dortch, so I guess we'll see how he continues to progress, but no reason for me to believe he continues to you know, be a key player in this offense. For the Raiders, you're obviously firing up Devontae Adams as a high-end wide receiver one, balled out in his first game with the Raiders. And then I'm going to be sitting Hunter Renfro. Just comes down to a lack of ceiling. I'd like to see him, you know, maybe pile up a few solid performances in a row before I do list him as a start, given that lower ceiling. Then in the uh, Sunday night football game, we have the Bears taking on the Packers. Not a great, you know, wide receiver situation here on either team. For the Bears, I am going to list Darnell Mooney as a start. I'm buying back in on him, even though he had that atrocious week one where he basically did nothing. But I mean, the Bears offense as a whole completed eight passes. The conditions were terrible. I think uh, both the Bears offense or passing attack and Darnell Mooney are going to bounce back here in week two. For the Packers, I've just got their entire wide receiver core listed as a sit. 
Lazard, Watson, Dubs, Cobb, Watkins. I think it's clear that Alan Lazard would be the top option in this wide receiver room, but he was doubtful with that ankle injury a few days before the actual game was played. So I don't know how he's going to be looking heading into week two. Is he going to be 100%? At this point, I kind of just want to wait, hold out, and see who really emerges before I try to throw darts at this Packers wide receiver room because it just seems like you're going to end up disappointed. Now moving over to the first of two uh, Monday night football games, we have the Titans taking on the Bills. For the Titans, I don't have any of these guys as starts. I think all three of these players are somewhat interesting, more so Burks and Kyle Phillips, but I do have Burks, Woods, and Phillips listed as sits. Traylon Burks, I think, was impressive in his limited opportunities. I think he's just going to continue to build, you know, get more looks throughout the season, and is probably the highest ceiling of any of these Titans wide receivers. Kyle Phillips came in, had a role immediately. Robert Woods, a slower week one. Just a wide receiver room that I'm interested in seeing how it plays out throughout the season. On the other side with the Bills, we have a better idea of what's going on. Stephon Diggs, obviously, is a start. Same thing with Gabriel Davis. Really solid week one for him. And then I'm going to be sitting two players that are kind of sharing the slot role. So sitting Isaiah McKenzie and sitting Jamison Crowder. Now the final game of the week two slate, we've got the Vikings taking on the Eagles. For the Vikings, obviously Justin Jefferson is locked in your lineup coming off of that nuclear game. And then even though Adam Thielen didn't have a monster uh, week one performance, I still think he's a decent play in your lineups. Totally startable. On the other side with the Eagles, A.J. Brown also had a massive performance. I obviously like him as a start. Devonta Smith is honestly someone that I considered putting back in as a start, but I just feel like the principle of it where he wasn't like an elite start in week one and then you have a goose egg, it's tough to you know list you as a start again. So we'll see if he bounces back. I think he will. He's very talented. You know, A.J. Brown isn't going to have what, like the 13 targets he had every single game. So I think Smith will bounce back, but I'd hope we have a better option here heading into week two. So those are all 16 matchups. Uh, Let me know what you guys think. Like I said at the top, any questions, drop those down below. Again, if you haven't already, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I've already posted my running back start sits, so that's already up. And then I'll be going through the quarterbacks and the tight ends tomorrow. And then if you want to check out uh, my waiver wire videos, uh, buy low, sell high, those are also all up on my channel. If you guys stayed all the way to the end, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I will see you guys in the next one.